Well, everyone, welcome to the second edition of the Crypto Yam Lords. Uh, we're going to go over some different things, different topics that we find really interesting. Um, I'm going to do a little technical analysis of Bitcoin and uh, maybe just give you some new ideas on the market here and give you some confirmation. So first thing first, I have a couple things to talk about with Bitcoin as to why we're doing what we're doing. I, I love reading Potato's TA he puts out, his analysis. He's pretty much saying the same things I'm seeing and other people are seeing. Awesome that we can see more and more of this Discord channel is becoming on one page, you know, where more people are contributing and having some accuracy and understanding. And it's it's really cool to see if you look at like share your chart. There's some pretty good analysis going on and you can actually tell it's improved over time. It's it's pretty cool. Anyway, uh, a couple things I'm seeing here. I do have slum A. What, what is it now? Slum A 2.4 B. I love the slum indicator. And so we do have the top of the fibs. I'm using the one hour time frame here. Uh, I guess I'll go over that first. I like to, if we're doing in a correction or really just any sort of like high volatility area, Bitcoin's been pretty volatile, maybe not the last like day or two here, but it's pretty handy to see what's happening on the smaller time frames. I don't really zoom much lower than the hourly, maybe the 15, just to look. I think the hourly is really handy right now. And the top of it is at 37,500 on the fib and 31,250 is the bottom it's saying here. Pretty interesting. I'm wondering exactly why, but I could also understand. I mean, that that's pretty much right where we were holding support for forever. Uh, back in the summer, you know, that was that was pretty much the bottom back in the summer. Kind of lines up directly with that. I don't know. I, I like to think in the future as much as I can, right? Because how are you going to predict without trying to think of what could happen? Okay, maybe we form a double bottom out of this. You know, maybe 30K is it. Maybe we went below the previous low. Probably not this guy. I don't know about this one at 28.8. This is back last summer, by the way. This is June and, you know, the, the dump, the big old bloodbath. I, I think there's some probably quite a bit of longs underneath 28.8. And I know I'm projecting like high 20s and we're up at 36, 37 and we're hoping to bounce and I'm talking about lower right now. However, we were just at like 46 how long ago, you know, so it changes pretty quickly, you know, all of a sudden, you know, targets aren't so far behind. So, okay, maybe this 28.8 wick is going to be key and then we have a ton of liquidity right below. However, I'm more convinced about this guy at 29.3, pretty much the same price area, but I mean, it's a couple percent difference, 500 bucks or so, so I don't know. But when I see the daily fib on Slum A telling us 25,000 now and it flipped to that, when I see the one hour one projecting down to, what was it, like 31.2? And yeah, 31.250, it just gives me something to look at. Something else in particular is we did have this uh, divergence. Yeah, it's the hourly, and that's not a big divergence. Uh, however, if you look close enough, the wick on it actually was the same price, really. So we, we didn't actually put in a higher high too much, but we did close higher, so that's good. However, we did have some divergence. Eh, we're still putting in higher lows, though, the way the trajectory of this movement is. You know, may maybe we put in another higher high and continue the market structure. So we are clearly bullish in this regard. Trend is your friend until the end, right? And as of right now, we still haven't put in a lower low to think that this divergence is playing out, right? We got to have it play out with the convergence wave. We haven't gotten that convergence wave yet. So we did get divergences on pretty much every metric. And we're at the top of the fibs. And I did want to point out this perfect daily. I, I love this daily. This is why I map out the daily, weekly, and monthly levels. We rejected the daily. Now, are we going to get the steam to then break up above the daily at 37,400, right? Break above it, hold it as support, and continue? Or another thought I have, because it's all about fakeouts, right? Fakeouts happen so much. 
So it's it's like it's like the fake break, right? You know, you got to get the liquidity, you know? Okay, let them buy it up. And then they dump it, you know? So I think a really key spot for us right now is going to be this obvious spot of resistance here at 37.5, 37.6 right in there. And there's probably quite a bit of liquidity right here from people trying to short this, especially because we kind of did a double top, but not really. It's not classified yet. We haven't put in a low yet, really. And if we were to look at higher time frames as well, too, from there, we have our weekly above us at 39,000. I'm actually not very convinced of that one. I think I actually might just remove that from my chart because it hasn't really done that much for us. Yeah, we've had some price action with it. However, we just busted right through that with serious volume, right? So it obviously doesn't provide much support. Week, weekly. So, I mean, it's there, it could provide, but we just broke right through it. So I'm not too concerned. It's this daily at 40,700 more than anything, because we held it as support at 40,700, right? And then we held it one more time, but eventually we broke through it. You can actually see we tried to hold it again with this wick, and then we just broke down anyway. That is our biggest resistance, which perfectly lines up with what Potato was saying in his analysis. If we were to continue up from here and for the four hour and all that to not actually turn down, then, you know, that would be pretty much our first target. That's when you're looking for the lower high, right? At this at this point, because the trend is down, because the weekly, and I know I'm not on, I'm not using triple confirmation right now. I'm just showing regular candles. But I mean, look at that weekly. That's pretty weak, right? It's it's actually faster than it was on the way up, down. It's It's impressively weak. So what do you do when the trend is in a certain direction? You stick with the trend. You know, going against trend is super dangerous. You can, you know, you can do trades. You could buy spot, you know, if you want to hold it for forever or just quick buy and sell or whatever, if you want to. And that could work out really well for you, you know, but understand because we're coming down, the odds are it's going to continue going down because the trend hasn't broken, right? When we were pushing up here a year ago and we got up to 40 and 50 and 60K originally, how often we were coming up here and we were buying and longing so much and shorts were just getting wrecked because the trend was so strong to the upside that every time you shorted, well, that's a quick trade. It only They only lasted a few days pretty much every time, you know, and you're already looking to get back into a long. Well, it's the same situation on the way down. That is serious. That's strong. So anytime we're going to go against the trend, it may be a quick movement and then you make a decision faster than you would normally think about. Just keep going with it pretty much is my thought in the end. Keep going with the trend until it changes. The most basic trading concept, trend is your friend until the end, right? So until we break it, stick with it. The Bitcoin log curve zones indicator is godly. If you did check out my YouTube video a couple videos ago about this, uh, I used a slightly clickbaity title for it. I just couldn't help myself because it pretty much does predict tops and bottoms. Um, but it also has these fib lines built into it too. I think it's really handy to just have to just monitor. And sometimes you can just leave it on if you want. So on Bitstamp here, it goes all the way back to the 2011, right? Look at how we closed on the bull market here at the top. Boom, on the two-day. The weekly actually wicked to the top and sold off. But the two-day close was there. Here it is in the next bull run. Two-day close in there. I mean, it, it literally is handing you the top. Pretty much, if we touch the top of this, not financial advice, you should probably sell. <laughs> I mean, because how high is the price at that point anyway? What kind of parabolic move have we done? How much more do you need? But euphoria is going wild up here, remember. So it might be difficult to do. It might be difficult to actually do that. Easier said than done, right? You can see every time we come into the green, right? It's typically a really good time to buy. We didn't even make the red in this recent run up and the green has tried to hold us here. I think the daily has a pretty good rep representation of it. It gives you trend lines. You know, you could, oh, hit the bottom. You could have bought at 29,867. Done. You know, only using one indicator, easier said than done, right? So now this top is going to be crucial as well, too, which actually lines up at about 41.5 right now. 
you know, we are triple confirmed down on the on the hourly, actually. But it could just be bouncing off right here and just forming another higher low. Uh, and the four hour is still triple confirmed up. However, we did form a bearish divergence. It's not the biggest one in the world. But yet again, when the trend is in a certain direction, any sort of divergence that brings you in that direction seems to be pretty strong, right? And if the trend is down and we're getting a bearish divergence, I take more notice of it. But it doesn't mean reversal. It doesn't mean we're going to come down. It's just something to, you know, obviously pay more attention to depending on your time frame and the rest of it. Yeah, we all know the weekly is complete garbage. Uh, not much divergence work in there. We do have four confirmed divergences, bullish divergences on the daily. And we do have the FIB at 36,800 that we are attempting to hold here. It's been quite the battle. You know, tar yet again, targets, you know, low 40s if we get up there. Hopefully that uh, was helpful for y'all. Uh, I think that is everything for me. That was good. Well, thank you, sir. Yeah. I've been looking at, it's called Molecule. And this Molecule is a project that deals with pharmaceuticals. So this is one of a kind that I have not seen before dealing in pharmaceuticals. It says the new era of drug development. And what they're pretty much doing is, is they're trying to find a way to take any type of medical pharmaceuticals from the universities straight into a DAO and make it immediately through bypassing the FDA. And there's monstrous backers in this. Talek's backing it. Brian Armstrong's backing it. There's a lot of big developers backing this project, and it's fairly new. It's probably within the last six months new. Um, you can buy into it through the Vita Deo. I would not suggest going to this Get Vita uh, tab because it is a farming yielding pool called CalSwap. Not familiar with CalSwap. I don't know how trustful it is as of yet. Hadn't researched it, uh, but you can join their Discord. Um, I'm in the Discord, been reading up on it. Hit the Launch tab, and then you can connect your wallet and buy it straight through the Launch tab. Uh, they, they are envisioning research to be funded to speed up the process when they come across cures. I thought this was a pretty good one, seeing that it's the first pharmaceutical DAO or DAO. Has Vitalik actually like tweeted about it? He's got a whole video. Yeah, I posted yeah. the video. Yeah, he's okay. him and the team are in a video together. Part of the team, or is he just like one of the main backers? He's he's part of the backers. He explains what he sees in the future for the DAOs and the medical field and all the stuff sure. that's coming. Okay. No, this is really a cool. Great, man. great AMA um, that I've been keeping up with. They've been having. Yeah. They, so it is something to be looking at. Yeah. I, in my opinion, I don't know if yeah. we want to. If you want to wait till you get till it hits an exchange, but not financial advice. Just, it has to be Ethereum. Correct. Yeah. Just to what you're saying, yeah. Johnny. Um, I saw Vitalik being asked what was the next thing after crypto that he'd suggest anyone invest in, and he was just like, didn't even blink. I don't think he blinks anyway. But the answer was biotech. That's right. That's right. Biotech is going to be huge. And we know, you know, we all know that they've been in the space. AI is going to be big. And it's just, you know, who's going to be first, who's going to be second, and who's going to fall off the ladder after them that try and come in and try it. So I think this was going to be, you know, a top two or three idea that is being sold. And all of the research that's gone into it, 3,000 members, you know, there's 
all kinds of information in these uh, links that I posted. So that's that's number one. Really not going as fast as like a lot of these other projects are going, which is kind of good because people are taking their time and investing slowly and learning about what's going on with this project. So I thought that was pretty good. Sorry, I got one more question, Johnny. Yeah. Is there what do we know what the market cap of this thing is going to be? Like what's <clears throat> tokenomics of it? So right now we're sitting at 10 million max supply tokens of 64 million tokens. Oh wow, that's actually pretty. Dollar 93 right now, total supply circulating 5 million. So you imagine what that could be? <laughs> I mean, what yeah, is... 10 million dollar market cap, that's nothing. Nothing yet. Nothing. This is so new and on the cusp of earliness that it's pathetic. Probably it'll be five, six bucks when it hits an exchange, if not more. Yeah, I would say even more, probably. That's yeah. pretty good. Good call, man. Where would you pick this up again? Uh, straight from their site. Yeah. Ah, I see that. Okay, cool. Like I said, don't go to the cow farm unless you're really, you know what you're doing in farm yield areas like this. You know, do your research. Look at uh, Reddit, see if there's anything about it. Buy it with ETH. You can buy it with Matic. There was something else you could buy it with too. So it's not just limited to ETH. But do, Probably do, whatever do coins are on the ETH network. Okay. Right, right. My number two pick is a communications token, world mobile token. The ticker is WMT. It's trading at 58 cents. Um, it's down from an all-time high of 89 cents it's only been out a month and i love tech tokens i got into this one 57 cents bitmart the bitmart token y'all bittrue and mexi if you're on any of those three exchanges market cap right now 133 million dollars total supply 2 billion tokens same as the max supply uh, self-reported 230 billion circulating which i don't know if that's 100 percent. but mobile uh, let me tell you a little bit about mobile real quick i made some notes to make it short and simple um utility token it's in telecommunications um they've already implemented their network system and is live and has been running for four months in africa nigeria and tunisia to be a royal dick it's tanzania Tanzania, Tanzania. <laughs> yeah, I can't never pronounce that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of Tasmanian. They do have early staking rewards. Their videos. There's YouTube. There's tons of multimedia out there. Some bigger, bigger investors are starting to talk about this token and also investing in it. They're looking into it really hard. Saw a couple AMAs a couple days ago. People were mentioning it. I didn't think anybody would be talking about it for at least another six months because it's only a month old. So now that it's starting to go viral, I'm talking about it as well. So just so y'all can get on board if you want to jump in and grab some at 58 cents. They're big into uh, mobile and getting phones in people's hands and getting them linked up and getting across the areas of the world that are without. As far as the chart, I thought we were going to come back down to 30, 40 cent in this Bitcoin dump. I kind of compare this WMT to the Helium token, you know, HNT. They're also in communications, Wi-Fi. They were pretty much the first ones on the scene with the Wi-Fiing and mining when they first came out. And over time, they've just gone up and up. And they also look like the same type of scenario and Bitcoin took a dump. 
the market caps, you know, two billion on Helium. World Mobile is at 133 million. We're not even at a billion yet. So there's a lot of room to go on this one. I can see it making some big moves this year. So those are two two good projects that I feel solid about talking about. Just do your own research, you know, enter DCA in, DCA out, or buy it and hold it. I think I'm going to buy the next lower low on WMT and just hold it if it even goes to a lower low. For me personally, I'm way more interested in that Vita Dell, but that's just me. Right. I'm not saying it's a bad project by any means. It's just like that because of the names behind it and the market cap being as low as it is, that is a fucking like gem, like yeah. piece of gold that looks like tinfoil and no one's figured it out yet. You know, do, <laughs> your, do, your, do your research. As soon as it hits machine, it's going to 10x. You think about it, right? Like, it's a hundred times to get to a billion dollar market cap. And, like, the shittiest shit coins are at a billion dollar market. If this is anything good, easily could surpass that. But the supply is low. It's at $2. Let's do some guesstimating. $1 billion? What's the price going to be at? Can anyone do the math here quick? I already have the answer. Come on, people. Dong, 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 dong. What's it going to be? What was the question again? Oh my goodness. What's the price going to be at a billion dollar market cap? And what is it right now? Wasn't it 58 cents or no, that, that was world mobile token. It'd be at $200. Yeah, exactly. $200. It'd be a hundred X. Crazy. Winning. That's what it is. What? 10 K for a hundred bucks. That's pretty amazing. And that's only two billion dollars. But yeah, I was watching yeah. an interview with Vitalik and uh, recent, and he's legit like looking at the next 20 years, we're going to, have synthetic wounds and they're like yeah right and he's like actually i looked into this and it's pretty spot on and he's not really that wrong yeah and he was kind of then they were like all right so what are you most bullish on outside of crypto because that's obviously gonna be number one right and he was like biotech he was like he did then say like hey like there's gonna be people in the next i don't know 50 years born who are gonna live to the year 3000 even if they didn't i think a lot of money is doing longevity research like I think Joe Rogan might have started something there back in the day. Longevity pills and all that shit too. It's a real kind of tech bro thing, like, and they they invest in what they know they like. And this is legit. And Johnny's, you've done the work, man. Thank you. This is good. I mean, it is a year old project, but it's just now, you know, starting to go viral. I'm looking at the chart. And the chart is just like, all right, so we're like stable. Can you sell it right now on their website too? Yeah. You can swap it. Yeah, so I mean that's coming from a centralized source. I would yeah. say value-wise right now, can't really give it a value because it's not exchangeable publicly. Right, right. I know that the Discord channel itself in 24 hours has doubled okay, since so yesterday right. when they had an AMA about it. I think people don't even know that Vitalik is like behind this and they watch like him say a few more times and a few more interviews and I'm into this kind of shit. It's just gonna ape in. Tokenomics are good, which is makes sense. It gives more legitimacy to like some like Vitalik because the, yeah, Brian Armstrong is <laughs> being thrown around in it. A couple other guys I didn't recognize their names. I'm telling you, man, my gut punching mm. me in the, in the mouth yeah, right now. Like that's what it was doing to me yesterday. <laughs> I think yeah. I've got some matic that I accidentally ended up my ETH network MetaMask. Yeah. Like it's a shit coin, right? Like, but it's a, it has good potential. Uh-huh. So it's a hedge, you know, kind of that's the way I would put it. 
I was in a couple hundred shit coins trading them daily last year. And now my whole outlook and my whole trading for 2022 is totally different. Yeah. Totally different. You know, not to say everybody should do what I'm doing, but that's my trading style, what I'm going to do this year. And I'm going to invest in maybe two or three new projects and that's it. I'm shrinking way down on NFTs. I probably won't spend more than $500 this year on any NFTs. So that'll limit me maybe to four. You know, I'm spot staking, trading alts and gaming. I am earning to play. I'm doing spot and I'm trading daily, weekly on that. DeFi. I'm yield farming, I'm holding spot, trading daily and weekly on DeFi, and then roll-ups. And me and Jonas have talked about roll-ups. Roll-ups are going to be big, going to stay in the top three roll-ups for this year. And that's it. I'm not going to go aping into every roll-up that's coming along because there's going to be a lot that fail. I'm minting NFTs. I am doing research and it's a lot of work. So that'll keep me busy for the year. Y'all can check that out. Oh, yeah, bro. All I got for y'all for today. We appreciate it, man. That was good yeah, stuff. Man. I'm gonna buy Vidado. <laughs> I'm like looking at my coo I'm literally scrolling through my KuCoin shit coins kind of going, You're not better than this. You're not better than this. What the fuck are you anyway, man? Like you can see the community element and you're kind of touching back to that that like their Discord. It, the chart is good, but now it's a network effect. Like Correct. Medium, Telegram, Discord. Correct. If anyone's like scanning for shit coins, guys, maybe we'll define a framework because you can sort out the like the ruggable stuff pretty easily. Right. You yeah. can also find the ones where the people are behind it are actually they're doing the work. They're not just creating a ERC twenty token. So aside from the tokenomics that Potato covered, which is just like, look, this is good upside potential, low ruggability. But yeah, like this is on the right hand side. There's people doing work in the middle. It's simple math. You just have to be <laughs> confident in the way you calculate the numbers and kind of go, hey, if the supply isn't, the unlock supply isn't just like a crazy multiple of what's circulating, you know, this is ruggability. And the market sure. can't well and fully diluted, you know. Let's stay like, away from the rug pulls this year. In terms of the market that I see at the moment, I wouldn't really comment too much on any specific coins. Atom is super strong. That's the one I've just been keeping an eye on. I've got quite a healthy allocation. And it's really like, for me, is just kind of, oh, can I get out of a bit more one? And probably consolidate my L1s into kind of higher conviction plays. So, like, in terms of, like, shit coins and all coins, I'm waiting until I see the market prediction. Either a lower high, get out and hold in stables and be a bit more disciplined, or it'll invalidate. You know, I'm not going to top Jay's analysis. I don't know. It's not kind of going away. And I don't think crypto is going away. So leading on to kind of macro, it's really about what the Fed come up with tomorrow. I think like historically stocks have performed pretty well between the first and second rate rises. It, it really depends on whether you believe things have been priced in or not. And if you believe they have been and the Fed comes out tomorrow and does whatever it expects, Definitely sentiment will improve in terms of like you've met expectations. Okay, we can trust you now. We know we're dealing with the next year. And then pretty much if the Fed decides not to do something or say, hey, there's going to be one more rate wise or uh, one of the other two scheduled is going to be less, you know, that's going to be upside. I think this market just wants to go higher regardless of the fundamentals. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. People want to be bullish. But what's worrying is like IMF figures coming out today, kind of going, look, possible deflation on the horizon. You've got 
inflation that's not really coming under control got economic figures that are i don't know like they don't it doesn't look like there's gonna be explosive growth post-covid um but at the same time kind of back to something i've i've been kind of reiterating for a while since central banks are kind of buying a lot of gold um in q3 this it, is very volatile right now i think with that kind of what's linked to intrinsically to volatility and inflation is back to energy um, at the end of the day, I believe that hope is the most underrated asset, undervalued asset in the long run. You know, like, uh, it's a historical thing. So when you step back, it, it is all about energy. It's going to be really interesting to say the way that this goes. Like, Putin is pretty fucking old. And, and right now is max pain for him to exert, you know, and try and get something. And it could be, it, it, and it is pretty much a legacy issue. So if he's going to make a move, actually step across the line or, or get a deal, would be you know what they're looking for is pretty ridiculous like the likes of poland to leave the eu and, and nato if russia got a deal that their neighbor really wouldn't join nato nato within 700 miles of moscow a capital that they lost to napoleon actually burnt it down in retreat never mind say having been invaded twice in the last hundred years i think they'd probably live with something like that as some sort of victory but when you do look to alternatives, you know, like there's a lot of noise now about Europe maybe importing gas from the US. The US is actually currently the, the largest supplier of natural gas in the world uh, since the whole fracking age came about. But also the Middle East, you know, you, you kind of look at Europe at the moment, you think, oh my God, yeah, we're worth in terms of like Saudis re-engaging with Iran, UAE, UAE, the UAE and Qatar starting to build up relationships again after a kind of frosty kind of seven or eight years. I think they might be realizing the opportunity and saying, hey, look, the Russians are going to fuck themselves over here. We have shitloads of this. And to be honest with you, we know this transition to renewable energy is going to come about. Probably not in the next generation, but like, hey, let's milk this. And uh, if we kind of keep our house kind of quiet, you know, Europe are pretty good to do it and they'll buy it. So there's a lot of different outcomes, but at the end of the day, it does all really kind of mean like high potential for energy especially crude oil and it is something to watch i think there's this you know the message is no matter which way this falls i think it's going to drive energy prices higher it's going to drive inflation higher if economies rebound demand will grow demand needs energy energy pushes inflation higher i'm not bearish or bullish i'm just kind of telling you like what i see right now the world is pretty interesting to look at and very volatile I think like you're if you're in something, you're in something, you write it out. If you're not, you catch on to some good shit. It, it could be a great entry because everyone is is fearful right now. Jonas will probably remember this better than me, but I think a lot of us ended up in this Discord maybe a week on or off either side of now, um, a year ago. And um learning from the likes of him and Potato who've like look they they've kind of got their different ways of two very different, very interesting ways, but they, they've kept interested when things get quiet and boring or scary. And um, I think that's where success will come from. So for me, worst case scenario has always been, hey, bear market till 2024, we get the halving, we're into a new bull market. And that's not a long time frame. There's not much else right now that's quite obvious to throw money at. So I think preserving capital is max focus, and I'm paying more. <laughs> attention to never to the experiences of other people and what they their instinct is telling them as well hopefully that makes sense so i need the long energy and gas and coal oil and gas like why are they like all of a sudden wanting to do coal mines 
turning into um, energy. Have you heard any of that going on? Is that coal seam gas? So they're trying to get natural gas no, to the coal mines? you got states now that are talking about tapping into the cold water in the mines of the old coal mines and using mm. it and transferring energy. What's the kind of catalyst? What's I don't the, know for any kind from? of cooling or heating. Uh, oh, it could be for heat know. transfer. So, like, yes, that's yes. That's man, that's so geothermal, that's, you know, shit like that. It's going to be enormous, man. I think a lot of that stuff is stock picks rather than like how do you long geothermal, but like. 100%. It's the fucking smartest shit going. My sister built a house two or three years ago. The energy bill is like one-fifth of what they would be. It's always warm and snug as fuck. And it's just... Yeah. It's not even an area that has like... All the McDonald's are geothermal. Yeah. It's got a heat transfer fucking coming a jiggy into the soil six feet down. It regulates temperature differential. Kind of like how a steam room works, you know, heat converter. Mix cold and hot shit together and balance it and figure out where you want to take where it right. to be. Yeah, that's really interesting, Johnny. I think gas. I think gas is get, just getting really obvious because the EU classified gas as a renewable resource. Because I see it this way, so this is the way I'm going to say it: is like Germany pussied out on fucking nuclear energy, and they're the biggest economy in the EU. So where are we going to get? The, where are they going to get the rest of their energy? It was from Russia. Now Russia said, "Hey, we're going to go around to Ukraine to sell it to Germany," and everyone else said, "Can't. Kind of, that's bullshit." And kind of put the heavies in Germany. I said, hey, that's like obviously bad for the Ukraine if you're removing the equation. And yeah, everyone else is like, hey, we can sell a lot of gas because of this shit show. <laughs> but yeah. maybe look into aging stuff because that's more optimistic. And... I want, if you ever have a little bit of time, I know you're busy. Look at that molecule, the documents on molecule. I mean, it looks like it's written by a bunch of freaking genius scientists, and I don't know what the hell I'm looking at. I wonder if Tiblamis work because they're see, trying to bypass the legal agreements and all the okay. fucking law and bullshit that the F FDA puts on any type of drug. So they're trying to implement this in a way where it bypasses all those legal agreements that keeps anybody from actually coming out with a cure, oh, and it affects fine. the fucking world where no one can get a fucking cure because the government doesn't want people to be cured. They want them to buy their drugs and they want to keep making money. You know? The way I read it on the screen right now is we're a load of fucking VCs who want to throw money at this shit, but we need to get around the, like, the existing establishment. Like, So, blockchain, to get around that. And this is their moonshot. Get on board. Choo -choo. Right. Right. Like, uh, <laughs> what's that guy that's been working on like the unaging and he's been working in biotech and he's been in cryptos for since day one. I mean, he's a multi-billionaire. He's always on the cusp of what's the future tech that's coming. And he's always early and he's always, always winning. Always uh, like, like yeah, ahead of everybody. And I just, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I got freaked out watching, um, oh, of course, because I don't know my head now. Ultra Carbon. Yeah, you can live forever. It's in a chip, six in your neck. You can get different bodies and shit. Typically, uh, those who are richest can live the longest, and basically, everyone else kind of is pretty fucked. Yeah. So, I don't think this guy's out there like that, but yeah. Uh, who knows, man? They might walk. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. I'm thinking by time, baby. That's, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, that movie that I shared with you guys I in know. time. 
That was. A, I haven't watched yeah. it yet. Although it it, it's probably like Alder Carbon, so you is need it? Need to, to do watch a it on YouTube in time. In time. In time. I hope you all enjoyed the second session of the Crypto Yam Lords podcast. I did. Uh, we'll be sure to. You're gonna have to cut. <laughs> <laughs> Retake ten. I did. Ordered. I was giving I was giving Jonas's outro so he could stop recording. Thought he did already. I thought so. No. Huh. I give him the ending. We need a we need a we need a bit. We need a thing. Yeah, give him the ending. An outro. Yeah, some sort of like really cheesy '80s style like sitcom song. It. You know how Joe Rogan's is? It's like just the drums and the little bit of like I like his. I like it. it's kind of like neutral. I don't know.